0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawk fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Albsted, sitting down with Keith Myers. Middle of the week show. We're just going to talk about a bunch of stuff we've got written down, kind of get into the game uh, we just came out of and and look forward to maybe some solutions uh, for the game ahead. Uh, We face the 49ers uh, this coming Sunday in a big NFC matchup um, on a... uh, with a team in the Seahawks that is definitely not trending in the right direction. Four or five days later, four days later, we face the uh, the Rams as well. So not an easy go here in the next week mm-hmm. and a half, and we're going to see if we can write the ship here on this show. So welcome in Keith.
1: Yeah. So this is a ship that needs righted because uh, you lose these next two games. You're sitting at one and four after five games you're also looking at the fact that you've now got you would have two in division losses and God, that's just a mess. Um, probably you know, they could be four games behind uh the Rams at that point, plus the uh, tiebreaker, plus yeah, that's it's uh, over. At that point I mean, point there's not very many so teams
0: well. that have ever gone one and four that have that have A won a division, B even made it to the playoffs. I mean, let's yeah. just be realistic here. Stuff's stuff's happening beyond our control. But again, uh, it wouldn't be completely off the rails because of just the the quality of teams we faced. I mean, th- those those are going to be tough games no matter which way you slice it. So
1: yeah, they will have, they will have faced um, they will have faced five teams, all of which are in the playoff picture. They're 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 all teams that are expected to be playoff teams, and so
0: it just goes to show you the margin of error on this team is just not very high. And it, least, and it hasn't been for a few years, but no. particularly right now.
1: Well, and especially on offense, because the defense is so bad that the offense can't make a mistake. I mean, they, they can't. Um,
0: not they, even we, a three and out. That's a, the kind of mistake that we're talking about. It's just yeah. basic. like they, they can't even afford to go three and out. They, they have to be able to get at least a couple of first downs so they can
1: flip the field. Yeah, so they, they didn't get they didn't have a three and out in this last game. Um their all their their drives that failed in the second half were uh five plays, five plays and six plays. Um they they got first downs. Not enough. Um but man, it was just it was such such a mess on the other side of the ball that it didn't matter what the what the offense did. All right. It just didn't so matter.
0: Keith, do you have an agenda? Like, do you have topics that you really feel like you need to talk about after this game? I mean, Seahawks Twitter out there is crazy. The online communities are just kind of wanting to know, like, what's going on? Is it fixable? Or is this the moment? Is this a moment literally in the franchise that is kind of a transcending moment where we're seeing the beginning of the end?
1: I think that we kind of are. Um, because Pete Carroll is super loyal to a fault. And I think you see, um, his loyalty towards Ken Norton jr. Um, going to be the downfall of the skin here. Yes. Um, and I think that's really what it's coming down to and it is becoming a problem. Now, if you look at, um, if you look at, you know, what's going on, you also have Flowers and Reed and Amadi coming out and again saying things to the media against the scheme and how it like they're basically being asked to do things that is causing them to give up all of these receptions. And it's, it's making it easier for the offense because they're being told you have to go do this. Don't worry about you know, giving up the reception, just don't let a guy get behind you. And, and so by doing what they're being asked to do in the scheme, that it's causing a problem. And that really comes down to, um, I mean, that, that that's, it's a mess, but what you're, what you're getting there as you have players that are losing, you've lost, right? You've lost the, um,
0: the faith of the players. Yeah. The, play- the same the players- thing, that the, the, the weird thing about this whole thing, Keith, is the same exact thing happened last year.
1: Yeah, And that's what
0: makes it egregious for me, is you're dealing with a, in fact, uh, I went into the, the half-season mark last year thinking that definitely, absolutely that Ken Norton Jr. was going to, this was going to be his last season. I'm talking 2020 with yep. the Seattle Seahawks, right? And you kind of improved enough where he barely hung on last year.
1: Well, I don't and know if that's the, true, because they didn't kind of improve enough. Yeah, the end of the year, like the overall totals didn't seem to be that great, but over the last six games, they were arguably the best defense in the league, if not top three. They were number one in seven. Well, you're certain, they were, certainly uh,
0: going to need that transformation right now, mm-hmm. at this moment, in order to save him, I believe. Yeah.
1: I, I, well, that's the thing is, is that true? I think in order to save him Let's on a normal season in a normal team. Yeah, they do need that. They need that transition. But given Pete Carroll and his loyalty and how long he'll stick with things that aren't working. Um, I don't know if that's true. Is, is, is Are we saving Ken Norton or would do we need that to save Ken Norton's job or will the team continue to just make excuses? and let ken norton be mediocre at his job and then that was
0: your reply to me like when we had a a private conversation this this weekend you you basically came out and said yeah i think we're probably just going to end up hearing excuses again and i was Mm -hmm. like "Uh, maybe but man there needs to be some accountability going on here and maybe that involves a job or two now i don't think ken norton jr's job is on the line but a guy like trey flowers starting position might be on the line it, um, and
1: it, it probably should be. I know in our earlier show this week, it sounded like I was defending Flowers and I wasn't meaning to. I'm saying that there are some things that he's saying when he's criticizing the scheme that aren't wrong. That doesn't mean he's playing well. He's still playing poorly. Um, it's just saying that the things he's saying are right.
0: Are it can right. be, both. But, it can but be it,
1: both. It can be both. But, and, and maybe the, the criticisms of the scheme should have come from someone else, someone who actually was playing decently, like DJ Reed. Um, who hasn't been playing outstanding, but he's been playing significantly better than Trey Flowers. Um,
0: and then Hugo Amadi. So Hugo Amati last year had a great year. I thought you know he did. Blair Blair was kind of assigned the starting role in the in the nickel. Last year, got injured. Amadi came in, had a great season, uh, finished strong. Uh, kind of got burned a little bit in the playoffs, but that aside, came in this year as kind of the heir apparent with Blair knocking on the door.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: all of a sudden, Amadi a bad player. Like that—that's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: he got he got eaten up by by Jefferson um, in this game. I think that and company. Be, well, true. but Jefferson especially ate him up. Uh, I think that was a bad matchup, and he and he had him. that
0: public display of affection where he held on oh, God. Uh, he, off the he, line of scrimmage there and really cost us in a bad bad spot there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a terrible. Um, you know, a, a terrible uh, defensive penalty. holding. Yeah. There was there. But I, I I mean, I'm willing to at least let him play it uh, out. Oh, no, me
0: too. Absolutely. Um, no, me too.
1: With Flowers, this is year four. Um, He played well as a rookie and he hasn't played well since. He's just and, proven
0: the fact that he's just not a starting caliber defensive back in the NFL. You know, yeah, which, now, which makes now the decision. Something...
1: Go, I would say it makes the decision to go with him over Witherspoon just. Really questionable, especially in this scheme. So you mentioned last show
0: that you thought maybe flowers was a better man to man cover guy and and could belong in a different scheme and actually maybe mature and develop Mm -hmm. in, in a man cover scheme um, where he's not getting that in this.
1: uh, The stats from the last two years, bear that out in man coverage. He's a significantly better player with better stats than in zone coverage in zone coverage. He's genuinely bad. Um in man, he's he's a we'll say league average. Well, he's right, well and he, I think you know, the scroll
0: at the bottom of the screen yeah. is where's the physicality on the team. And I think the man cover situation for him allows him to be physical, allows yeah. him to use the, the his six two stature, six three, two hundred and five, two hundred and seven pounds uh of physicality on those uh wide receivers that he's not able to present at all in a zone situation. Um okay. So let's talk about Ken Norton Jr. Okay. Let's like what is the, I understand the loyalty. I really do. I admire the loyalty that Pete Carroll has. And it's one of his best qualities. It's also it's one, one of, of his one worst, of worst qualities. qualities.
1: It's both. Um mm. I there are times a couple of years ago Chris Carson had all those fumbles and Pete Carroll showed loyalty to him. They kept going back to him. And then he just had some monster games after that could have turned. They could have, you know, basically turned on him and moved on and been like, he doesn't protect the ball. And it would have been justified, but right now he'd be running over people for another team instead of running over people on Seattle's behalf. Um, And so that loyalty was great in that situation, his loyalty to Brian Schottenheimer cost this team um opportunities to compete for a Super Bowl and his loyalty to Ken Norton Jr. is gonna cost this team uh, he let's let's be honest for the most part he hasn't been good at hiring assistants and Ken Norton Jr. is just the latest example. Whether so he-
0: a lot of folks point um to the lack of talent really kind of putting um uh John Schneider in a corner on this about getting guys into this team and this defense that on paper looked pretty decent to both of us. I mean, we kind of came into the year and had some fairly lofty predictions.
1: Well, we knew the cornerback situation was bad, and, but we uh, were like... It's, we
0: th- it's, it's horrible.
1: We thought the defensive line could uh, make, make up, up for, for it. That. Um, And it hasn't happened in part because... Some really awkward coaching situations, uh, decisions, like playing Benson Mayoa um, mm. 63% of the snaps against the run first um, Titans and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like that's... Well, and then they've
0: had, like you've said, the five man front stuff where they're then having to drop Taylor and Hyder and Mayoa and some other guys into in the pass coverage
1: mm-hmm.
0: that have really cost the teams have taken advantage of that. Um yeah. so any hoodaloo. Um why don't we do this, Keith? Why don't we take a little quick break? Give give some props to our uh tppn network and our sponsor.
1: Our sponsor. Okay, so um we're done with week three, right? Week three is in the books. We're looking ahead to week four. Um, and you know, DraftKings Sportsbook's out there. It's the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, DraftKings is giving away a hundred and $50 instantly um when you bet $1 on any football game um yeah i mean it's it's absolutely worth it so download the DraftKings sportsbook app use the promo code tppn that's t you know the Pigspin podcast network but tppn to receive $150 in free bets um when you place a $1 bet on any game that's promo code tppn uh this week at draft King's Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, you know, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer. Restrictions apply. Uh see d- draftkings.com/sportsbook for details.
0: Yay. How about that? So thanks thanks for reading the ad. I appreciate that. Uh DraftKings is a great sponsor. It gives us an opportunity to kind of keep going uh have some great graphics all that kind of stuff hopefully more in the future we'll be able to bring in some some game film and all and talk about all that stuff seemingly when we have time <laughs> to do that that's the only criteria at this point uh to being able to do that um so let's get back to to some of the other things that we kind of wanted to bring into the show uh and kind of hit on them one after the other mm-hmm. um let's talk about Trey Flowers versus the guy that's they're bringing along slowly, apparently. He wasn't quite ready to play this week, although Pete said he probably could have Sidney Jones.
1: Yeah, at some point, they've, they've got to make that transition. They've got to see what they've got in Sidney Jones. Um, because he, can he be, I mean, can the defense be worse? Sure, it could be worse. But uh, could it get better? Absolutely. And at some point, you've got to start seeing what other guys can do um sydney jones they brought in right at uh cut downs and you know when the roster was set and he's a guy with a lot of talent and has had a hard time staying healthy in the past but that doesn't mean the talent's not there right it's just been an availability issue well he's healthy now he's learning the system he's coming from jacksonville where they played a similar style of defense for um some of his time there and i at some point you've got to just go in and see what you've got. Um, DJ Reed was the mid, the mid year, you know, switch last year, they got him in there and he turned out to be pretty good. So go, go see what you've got with, um, you know, with him and and sorry, Trey flowers, you're not wrong with your criticizing the scheme, but you're not playing well, even within your role. Um, And so Go find out is Sidney Jones the answer? Is he a guy that can come in and make this defense better?
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's switch gears a little bit, and let's get over to the offensive side of the ball and talk about maybe some of the things that are going right. It's we can and and we have we've talked a lot um, the last show and then this show about everything that's kind of going wrong, but there are certain things that we can kind of take away, that we can build on. And some of those things are on the offensive side of the ball. I think so far this year, uh, when given the opportunity, uh, Russell Wilson is doing a great job. I am concerned a little bit about the opportunities, though, in second halves of games and Shane Walder in trying to extend drives with plays maybe that are a little too ambitious and they need to kind of play within the offensive design a little bit better. But I think they can work those things out. And then you've got individual performances by Lockett and Medcalf and Carson, I think, that are really kind of highlight, you know, the way that the offense is designed and able to work. Carson really is running the ball hard.
1: Yeah, no, Carson had a great game. Uh, in fact, it was, it was really disappointing that uh, in the second half that things turned out the way they did where, you know, the lead disappeared and the number of possessions were non-existent and all of that because Carson was doing... He was running so hard and it was so productive uh, in that first half. That it would have been nice to just have the team kind of lean on him a little bit in the second half and to just milk the clock away and and, and uh, run up the score a little bit while, while just making the clock evaporate on him. Um, that would have been fun, but it just the game didn't happen that way and and the team had to go away from it. Um, Lockett's been great. They got Metcalf involved early instead of waiting till the second half. To get him involved and get him his stats they got him involved early and and, and
0: without forcing it i mean he was open i mean he was just making some plays
1: he was um great players make plays and that's what he did and uh it was one of those things where it again it's really too bad that we didn't get to see more of it in the second half but the, the team only had three drives in the second half the defense just could mm. not get off the field um, but I don't want to talk about the defense. Let's stay with the, with the offense. <laughs> well, let's um, stay with the offense.
0: I know that you want to talk about some offensive linemen really quick.
1: I do because um, the technically the third string right tackle played most of the game, and that would be Jake Curran, um, the undrafted rookie who came in um, after Jamarco Jones went out. Um, so Jones played the first two series. Curran came in and played the rest of the game. He looked pretty good um made a couple mistakes wasn't great you know wasn't perfect um but for an undrafted rookie in you know his third game really his first his first action uh as a pro i thought he looked pretty good and it's one of those things where this could be a situation where if shell doesn't come back quick you know kern could come in and you know kind of solidify himself as the right tackle of the future. Which wouldn't be a bad thing for the Seahawks, who's well at moved. least the playing experience right now is not
0: not hurting them you know at this point he hasn't hurt
1: them he hasn't hurt them, and getting him reps uh you know is only a good thing because he'll get better with more practice and more reps and and him getting a chance to show and say hey look i I'm worthy of a starting spot uh, if he can if he can make that statement, which he looked like he was going to be able to during the preseason but now it's a real it's the real thing. So we'll see, but if he can make that statement, that answers some big questions going into the off season where both of their starters are going to be free agents and their uh, swing tackle who happens to be on IR and is due to come off in here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, is All three of those guys are, are on expiring contracts. So if Curran yeah. can come in and say, and, and just solidify one of those, sides so they only have to worry about the other side that would be fantastic
0: yeah i know that pete carroll came out and, and mentioned abuahe as far as a decision is going to need to be made um as far as whether they bring him back right now or not and then um kim Dici has been playing a lot but he's used up his three times elevated off the practice squad and they're gonna yeah. have to make a decision this week on yeah. kim Dici, whether he makes the active roster or he's he's cut um other injury situations they are counting on d eskridge to be available this week which is great news although freddie swain has been doing an admirable job Mm -hmm. kind of holding down the fort in that third spot i think he's you know he's actually shown that he's he's capable um of either that third or fourth spot i am interested to find out that how dynamic eskridge really does look against pro caliber defenses Mm-hmm. um cuz that re- little element of speed there could really add some nice change of pace to this offense.
1: Well, and it makes the it makes the uh wide receiver position instead of three deep it becomes four deep. And having that fourth guy could um that out there could really make a difference for them. Um not just you know, yeah, he's a different type of player, but just to have a fourth good receiver that you can count on uh makes a difference. Um I know that, you know, uh Hart got a few um plays in there and that one that looked like he might maybe had a touchdown and the ball was a little underthrown but yeah you know right. if that goes if that goes to anyone else who has a shot at you know catching the ball through contact they probably uh they might get might, might have gotten a touchdown there but I you know throwing it to Hart was
0: and penny Hart five eight <sighs> one one eighty is, yes. is yeah
1: okay and so that was that was, you know what it was, but I, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I, I think that getting Eskridge back would be great. Um, but really, what they need. I mean, this is a team that just they they've got a lot of weapons. And, how do and you how do you amazing. feel
0: about um, Collins and Penny? like i I as part of this, you know, Penny's got this this calf thing. Um Pete Carroll called him out, and Brandon Shell is being questionable this week, which means one or both is likely not to come back. Mm-hmm. Um Rashad Penny's like <laughs> been available for maybe 20, 27 or whatever out of 50 possible games or less. Yeah. Um You know, I don't, uh, just, I'm i just really just don't, don't even know at this point. The, the I, Rashad Penny has never helped us.
1: Collins has been fine. I, I think so. Uh, he's been, he's been fine. He's been good. He had that one, um, Big run early last week, and then he had a couple runs in this one. Um, you just
0: know, though, as, soon as we let <coughs> him go, that he's going to land on some team and like explode for 175 yards or some wackadoo total and stuff. But you know, oh, at some point, you've got to give up on him.
1: He's got the talent. He's got the talent. If he, win healthy, he is a very good back. The problem is the win healthy part, and that seems to be never. Um,
0: it's I mean, a pro size situation. It just is. We've the, held on to pro size for four years.
1: It felt based like on 30. one or
0: two games of production. Like yeah,
1: you, he you two, know, he had a game in three quarters his rookie season where he looked outstanding before yep. getting hurt, and he never really got healthy after that, and was never a ever a factor in yeah. Seattle's plan. Um, All right, so
0: I wanted to end the show a little bit on just how hard it is to win in the NFL and particularly the NFC West, mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals. Um, they beat Jacksonville and are now three and oh, uh, of course, Jacksonville the, is Jacksonville, whatever they're three and oh, Jackson, and
1: Jacksonville is Tyler Jackson, Murray looks great. Jacksonville is Jacksonville, but it took a couple of late scores by Arizona to beat Jacksonville. Uh, I it's hard. For, winnings hard in the NFL, winnings hard so. in the NFL, and Jacksonville's one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they almost upset Arizona. Mm. Um,
0: but and, the Rams against Tampa Bay that was really impressive. Rams, Rams are three and oh, and look yeah. like they're the clear cut favorites in the NFC right now.
1: Yeah, they're they are statistically the best team in the NFC. Um, and there's no one really all that close to them. Uh, They're playing great football. Which I hate to admit.
0: I really do hate to admit that.
1: Me too. But we kind of knew that this was who they were. I mean, they've got the best defensive player in the league and Aaron Donald up front. They've got Ramsey on the back end who's... um, Now they have
0: a quarterback.
1: Yeah, and they've got a quarterback and they've got a couple of wide receivers and Cooper Cup's just having a monster year. Mm. Um, And so they're a very tough team. Now, um, I've been saying this... Since the preseason, this is a team that's very top heavy in their talent. They don't have a ton of depth, and especially on places like running back and the offensive line and wide receiver and um this is a this is a ship that's going to look very good early and can you know maybe sink a little bit later, um, depending on injuries because they don't have depth anywhere on that roster um and so we'll see if they can keep this going but if they if that roster stays healthy it's as good as you'll find in the NFL
0: so um the 49ers did end up falling to green bay i really thought that the 49ers were going to win that game um even though i don't like green bay i am glad that they won that game because any little teeny margin in our own division is better than green bay losing so um
1: yeah, see, I thought Green it's Bay a t-
0: was going to win that game. Yeah, I know it was. It was. It was a close game. You know, I was really. I have to admit, I was really impressed by Jimmy Garoppolo. Played a good game. Played a good. Had a good final drive to get them in a position to win the game. And their defense gave up three points in thirty-seven seconds to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but nonetheless, Garoppolo got them down the field and a nice drive and completed a pass to kittle to in the end zone to, to get that over the top
1: it was kind of like the um uh in during russell wilson's rookie year the atlanta playoff game when you know they were down yeah and right. they were down, they were down by a lot at one point wilson played like his played lights out and got him back into the game got him a lead with 30 seconds left and the defense gave it up and
0: matt ryan came back
1: yep And so it seemed very, very reminiscent of that. Very, very similar. Yeah. uh, But now we're dealing with
0: we're we're dealing with a division with two three and O teams and a two and one team, and we go into the two and one team's house this next week. Mm -hmm. So, looking ahead just a little bit,
1: the next two games are so big,
0: and we face the Rams on Thursday Night Football after this Sunday. It's like who scheduled that? That's a brutal lineup by any um, because that game was always going to be marquee and here you have Seattle, you know, they're, they're, they're at home. That's the saving grace. They've got to win one of these two games. They have to, or this season could be over before it even begins.
1: Yeah. If it dropped, well, I mean, it's, it's begun and it's gone poorly. Well, you know Uh, what I mean? They've got a shot
0: still, but man, against two of the toughest teams in the NFC,
1: yeah, they've got to go they've got to win at least one because if they are two and three against the, with the schedule they've had and all the road games and their Thursday night game um mixed in here and just five really good teams that they have and had these are play. inside
0: the division.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, it, so, these so,
0: games couldn't be any bigger.
1: Yeah. So if they if they're two and three at the end of this, you go like, okay, we can play that off. They can go on a run and 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 and, and And you get themselves the division or a playoff spot. If they're one and four with both of those losses and four losses in a row and all of that, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Well, I had them
0: in my prediction show. I had them going five and oh. I know you You were, you were like three and two, I believe.
1: I did, and Um, you
0: were much more (laughs) realistic than I was.
1: Well, I had them losing against um, Minnesota, and you gave me a huge pile of crap about that. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, and rightly so. At the time, here we were. You know, we thought we were going to be on paper. We were paper tigers. This is basically what it what it amounts to, at least at Mm -hmm. this point. um, I mean, so far uh,
1: the offense is still good.
0: The offense is
1: still. The offense
0: is good enough to win the division. The defense is bad enough where they can't win against Detroit.
1: That's. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's not a lose against Detroit. Um. So, like defensively, I was looking at at some of these numbers. Um, thirtieth in rushing yards per game. Um. 20 or they have zero interceptions overall um 30, yeah, thir- yeah, la- Last, last last in the league in first downs per game given up um i mean it's 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 not pretty it, there, there's there's so many different things that you could go through how do they write and- the
0: ship keith what do they need to do i mean we're not going to we're, we're not going to preview the 49er game we're going to do that on on thursday friday but what do they really need to do in these next couple of games to get this thing back? To this team has a lot of pride. So anybody that's giving up on a Pete Carroll run team just doesn't understand the yeah. Pete Carroll thing and Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner and uh, Adams and Diggs. These guys are premier athletes and one of the best at overcoming adversity and just being like consummate professionals. This team will not lie down.
1: Well, and that's one of the things. I they need to either have that players only meeting um where they get in and, and and vent some stuff out, or they need to do what they did last year when they had that accountability meeting where the coaches and them got together and they just they they went through, hey, what's your responsibility here? You know, like what this? What's your what's your job? Go do your job and just um, and that was part of getting things turned around last year, and they need something like that. Now, should they need that? No, I think that's a coaching problem, it's a communication problem from the top down. Um, starting with with Dorton and from starting there, to- Pete
0: Carroll, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Pete Carroll does deserve a little bit of criticism. Oh, sure, I'm not on but- the Pete Carroll needs to be canned no. bandwagon. Um, I want to let the season play out completely and, and come to figure that out but
1: with um, the reason why I stay with Norton is because Pete Carroll's messaging his what he says what he does has not changed right at all what changed was who is designing the scheme call not just calling the plays but um, designing the scheme teaching that scheme to the position coaches who can then teach it to the players and that's where this is bringing where this is breaking down and not not happening because that level from Norton to the position player or to position coaches to the players it isn't getting from Norton to the players and we haven't seen that in a Pete Carroll team until Norton became the defensive coordinator um and that is that's a problem indictment
0: yeah that's an indictment yeah and it, and we've seen it two years in a row this is not something that's happened in just 3 games no. this is something that's happened twice now over two seasons he was able to write it one time. He's got a, a different personnel group this time, but enough consistency there where he's, he's this a, should not be happening.
1: He's got a, he's got a lot of talent compared to last year. I mean, yes, cornerback is, is, is weaker and, and that, but his defensive front, his front four um, is significantly more talented with the, um, you know, the guys that he's got and carry Heider in there and, and um Mm-hmm. Gerald Taylor healthy and Robinson second in year second Robinson year. And, yep. and there's a lot of talent there that he didn't have available last year and he was able to make it work with less talent so what's going on this year um, mm. He's he's got to figure it out it comes down to he ha- Ken Norton needs to figure out how to get the most out of the talent on his roster and right now he's not doing it and to me, it comes down to, they've got to do something whether, like I said, whether it be a team only meeting or that, or shift in, um, in, in what, what their, their philosophy is and going away from the cover three Mm -hmm. and going to cover two and, and some of these things that will allow the players to just perform better at at the jobs that are being handed to them. Um, of the the
0: biggest job that a defensive coach, any coach can have is putting their, Players in a position to be successful, absolutely. And if, and if that means, you know, switching some guys up, Sydney Sydney Jones comes in, or they change the scheme around a little bit to help mm-hmm. the players adapt to something that they're better at, yeah. um, that they can work together as a group at, um, then then they need to do it. But boy, it needs to happen quickly because whatever is happening now is not sustainable. It's not working. So they've got to change it. It's got to change.
1: It absolutely so we'll needs see. to change. And All we'll right. see what happens. If they, if, if Ken Norton and Pete Carroll don't make changes on mm. data, both in personnel and in uh like scheme, this is a team that's going to be one in four and is going to be, it's just, it's a mess. And, they're gonna tailspin because you go to one and four after you know four players, straight players, and You start that, losing players. You're you're gonna start losing players. You're gonna start seeing guys, especially Not, on defense. Yeah.
0: That'll tune um, out. They'll just they'll tune
1: get, out. Yep. And you'll never get it back. Uh, and once you start losing the locker room, the best thing that an organization can do is fire a coach and get someone in there who uh the players will listen to again. I mean, okay. it's well,
0: uh, and not uh, I really, honestly do believe that they're going to write this ship. I just do. I mean, Pete Carroll's got a tremendous track record of making sure stuff gets handled and corrected and so forth. So I, I do need to put my faith into that right now until I'm proven wrong. But yep, it it is. It's not pretty. So okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's um, do it find keith on twitter at myers nfl i'm at mw seahawk the show is at hawks playbook seahawk has all the good stuff uh find us on your favorite podcast app and youtube and hit the subscribe button because uh that way we land in your feed every week and you don't have to search for us every single time so until the next time keith go hawks. go hawks seahawks playbook podcast listeners thanks for joining us for another edition of the show you can find us on twitter Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
1: Podcast Network.